The San Jose Sharks dropped their 11th straight game. There's a massive shakeup in the race for Celebrini. And the Barracuda gets swept in Ontario, but show a little bit of fight. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, even when your team loses 11 straight games. Uh, so if you want to be an everyday, all you have to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch this on YouTube as well. Uh, we're recording this Sunday afternoon because uh, for obvious reasons, if you've followed or listened to me at any point, um, I don't want to record any time around the Dolphins game tonight because I'm going to be um, probably devastated by the end of it. No matter what happens, I'll probably be uh, a wreck. So um Wanted to, we'll do this now. That way I can mentally prepare myself for uh, heartache later on today uh, because that is the way of the Dolphins. So, Sharks dropped their 11th state game this time in a uh, 4-1 to effort to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, we also have big news on the celebrity front as Connor Bedard is out right now with a... Uh, fracture in his jaw so we'll discuss what that means plus the ontario rain sweep the barracuda even though the barracuda did show a lot of fights at the end of that game so before we get into all that do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by game time download the game time app create an account and you can locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase so let's start with with uh, Saturday afternoon's game against the Maple Leafs, uh, where the Sharks lost four to one, and um, very much kind of the same, you know, formula we have seen from San Jose, which is, um, you know, you can kind of tell from the beginning, right? Either the Sharks are going to play a good first period and then fall off a cliff, or they're going to come out super flat and they have to play catch up the rest of the game. And this was part of the latter version where um, the Sharks, you know, uh, had three shots on goal uh, in the first period, um, or sorry, uh, four shots on, or no, three, three shots on goal in the first period, um, was completely flat and just could not get anything going offensively. And then, basically kind of played catch up the rest of the game and uh, credit to them that they at least made it interesting for a little bit. But um, this was a game where it could have been much, much worse, especially the way the Maple Leafs were playing. Um, I think they had five or six crossbars or, or pose like this could have been, this could have been very ugly. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's the same thing that we have kind of seen, right? Whereas this team just, cannot get up to play a full 60 minute game and a very interesting quote from Quinn after the game with, you know, comparing Toronto versus first San Jose, which we know Toronto is a much more talented team, right? You have um, all world type of players like Austin Matthews and William Nylander. Like you have, you know, some of the best of the best in the world playing on their team. Um, and just the, he, his, 
yes, they're more talented, but the way they kind of fought through the entire game and that's, you know, and kind of winning those little battles and all that stuff, which was just an interesting uh look at where Quinn sees his team right now. And we, we can kind of see, we know who Quinn kind of trusts right now, right? Um, he trusts hurdle, you know, he trusts Granlin, he trusts Zetlin, he trusts Eklund, you know, he trusts some of the guys like Cunning, you know, and we, with their specific roles, but we haven't really seen those other guys kind of pop up that you would hope for, you know, your bear Benovs and your declares who have shown flashes, but just not that consistency. Right. And he, that's a word that he's used a lot, especially with, with those two guys in particular is that consistency that you're hoping to see. So, um, We'll dig into the numbers a little bit more. Uh, I mean, this game was very much like the rest of the Sharks games that we have seen recently. Uh, Granlin putting a little bit of lipstick on the pig, with keeping them from getting shut out with his goal. Um, Granlin's had a very nice year this year, um, you know. And but um, I think the more interesting kind of Sharks-related news right now is Connor Bedard with a fractured jaw um, and what that does for kind of the race for celebrating, right? We, we know Chicago won last year, the, the Connor Bedard prize and Connor Bedard has been, everything is advertised for them, right? he's kind of lifted a, a you know, Frank started to lift a franchise off the bottom of the ground. Um, but, you know, losing a guy like Bedard in is a fractured jaw and you're, you're, Kind of the mental timeline for that is four to six weeks, right? Uh, Boone Jenner, who you know broke his jaw, now it's kind of the timeline is six weeks, and I think he's just starting to get on ice um, here. So you know the the realistic expectation is probably not going to see Bedard back in Chicago until you know near the end of February. You know, kind of middle to end of February. The good news is there's a week gone in there with with the All Star games. That's a couple less games. Um, and as we're re- I'm recording this, it's Chicago three, Calgary two in the second intermission um, right now. So, um, but I mean, this, this is a you know, sh- as as much as the Sharks have been losing games right with eleven straight, and those are all eleven like regulation wins, um, like this as clean as she does you want for you know to, to try to uh, continue to tank. Um, you know, Chicago has been right there behind them, going two seven and one in their last ten, not including the results of state's game. So that's just as many times as, as the, as the sharks are losing Chicago is kind of right there with them with the losses. And yes, I know it's a lottery and everything and you never, you never know what's going to happen, but you still putting yourself in the best position to win the lottery um, is putting yourself in the first place spot going into the lottery. And um, you know, sorry to Anaheim for, for missing it last year, but um it can't happen twice in a row, right? Question mark. Um, so, you know, but I, I think though for for the Sharks, where they're going to start to get a little bit healthier here, um, you know, Logan Gator is expected back on on this road trip at some point. So the the key for San Jose is to kind of remain in striking distance with that, and you expect, you know. I don't know how active Chicago can be at the trade deadline, right? They have a lot of their pieces are really kind of young. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they they have a lot of pieces to sell off, right? While San Jose still has a, a fair amount of pieces that they could potentially sell off, you know, um, potential one or both of the goalies. And we'll probably talk about that here later this week at some point, um, you know, kind of talking about the second half storylines. Um, you know, you're going to have Duclair, who doesn't seem like he's going to be a long-term fit with San Jose, potentially Bear Banoff. If the Sharks want to start selling off some of these uh, kind of older defensemen, um, you know, a guy like Mario Ferraro, like there, there's the Sharks have some at least 
somewhat attractive pieces that they they don't maybe have like the big pieces like the Carlson and Timo Meyer that they did last year, but they still have pieces I think that uh, other teams would be interested in trying to acquire um, some depth pieces to to try to help them out. Um, you know, so I think there is a, a there is a world where San Jose is, as bad as they have been with their eleven straight losses could get much worse as you're selling off veteran guys and then having to you know ask some of your younger players to step in that role uh for them you know um guys who are close to being nhl ready but maybe not quite nhl ready you guys like gushin and bordolo and shakira mukamadulin who mukamadulin continues to impress in the in the ahl but you're there's a path for as long as you're kind of staying within striking distance and you know assume chicago is going to get bedard back at some point this year and they have been adding pieces to try to you know continue like for them right it's yes they want to acquire a bad draft pick but they're still want to put a strong nucleus around Connor bedard and add pieces to him and you know i think having him win games is important for the for them and uh, important for the franchise right they're they're not they're not kind of in the same position. Like they have found their franchise player. And yes, adding another potential franchise player and, and Celebrini is, is huge for them would be a huge, you know, kind of one, two between Bedard and Celebrini. But, um, you know, I think they, they are in a kind of a little bit different world of, we have our dude, right? Let's let's try to add good pieces around him and put him in a, in a uh, environment to succeed. So I expect them to, continue to be somewhat competitive especially when bedard gets back and i think san jose again i don't think they're as bad as their 11 game losing streak they have shown a lot of fight and you know just been on the bad end of a lot of breaks this 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 season um but i think there's a path for san jose to get much worse especially if they decide to trade off one or both of their goalies in capo and mckenzie blackwood because uh McEnany, well McEnany started to kind of string together some good performances um and magnus Crone, i think is played well with the ahl you know in the ahl but i don't think it we've seen he's just not nhl ready and that's fine right he's just fresh out of uh college and nobody expected him to kind of jump in and, and be the guy right away so um it's, again take a deep breath we're halfway there um still plenty of plenty of time to put yourself in position and the sharks they have laid a foundation of stink this year i don't see how that's going to change um going forward so we'll dig into the actual numbers of this this game but i wanted i think that was the biggest like sharks related news as this kind of the Connor Bedard story and what this means for san jose and their their aspirations to try to win the uh win the draft or win the draft lottery this year so uh we'll actually talk a little bit more about the game here in just one second if you're looking to buy tickets maybe you forgot somebody's get somebody a christmas present um or you're trying to find tickets to go see the niners go see the warriors go catch a sharks game um game time is the place to go. They have killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from their seats, and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, I love with game time, you can see the actual what the view of your seat, right? There's nothing worse than getting to the event and realizing you have bad seats. Actually, the only thing worse than that is when you go to check out and your uh, app slams a bunch of fees on top of the tickets. Game time does not do that. They have uh all in prices so you know exactly what you're going to pay when you go to check out. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, gear 
run teed. All right, so let's dig into the numbers behind this game. And like I said, it was a lot of for the Sharks putting some lipstick on the pig um, in this game as the the in shot attempts were way skewed in favor of uh, Toronto early and uh, San Jose kind of came back when they were in desperation mode to, to make it look a little bit prettier than it actually was. Um, so 57 minutes, uh, 57, 24, 5v5, a lot of uh, even strength time in this game. Um, it was 71 to 52 shot attempts, 57.72 to 42.28 Corsi 4 in favor of the Maple Leafs. Um, actual shots at 5v5 was 30 to 23 in favor of the Maple Leafs. Scoring chances, 33 to 23 in favor of the Maple Leafs. And 11 to 10 high danger chances in favor of the Maple Leafs. Expected goals for 3.18 to 2.1, again, in favor of the Maple Leafs. But it's very much a story of the first period being just dominated by Toronto. And then the Sharks kind of, again, made it look much better than it actually was. Um, The shot attempts in the first period uh, was 32 to 9 at 5v5 and 17-24, 5v5 there. Um, Yeah, that's uh, not the greatest right there. Um, 15 to 4 scoring chances, like actual shots on goals, 14 to 2. Like it was very much uh, Toronto dominating the first period. And then San Jose kind of trying to work their way back. Like um, Toronto had 1.5 expected goals for to 0.2 expected goals for in the first period. That's insane. Like the Sharks have gone games where they have not been able to put up 1.5 expected goals for Um, even the third period where San Jose was kind of, you know, making it more interesting uh, and kind of filling up the statue a little bit here. The expected goals for was 1.11 to 1.01 in favor of, uh, in favor of Toronto. Um, So even then they were, they they kind of just controlled the game and, you know, uh, in, in this situation. So, um, we could also put to bed the William Nylander coming to San Jose as he's expected to sign a uh, eight-year, $11.5 million AAV contract. Um, so RIP that dream. It would have been fun. But uh, let's get into the forward lines. So we had Eklund, Hurdle, Bear, Banoff uh, line, uh, together. Zettling, Granlin, Duclair, uh, Hoffman, Cunnan, Bailey, and then Zadina, Carpenter, Lab. Bank, uh, Warrior Lines. Um, Eklund Hurdle Barabanoff um, was okay. Um, they had in 14.25 time on ice, they had 13 shot attempts to 14, uh, but actual shots was three to seven. They did give up two goals. Expected goals four was 0.27 uh, to 0.65. Um, four to six scoring chances, two to one high danger chances with uh, 6.35 zone starts. So um, I, the hockey stat card um, had them like those three guys pretty much near the bottom um, on, on Saturday night. So um, wasn't their best game. You kind of hoped that you would see, especially after that line getting put together. Uh, we'll see if they're continued to be put together. It seems like from practice lines, they, that line might get split up again with Hoffman joining the hurdle Eklund uh, combo. So um, Zetterling, Grandlin, Duclair played 12, 28, uh, 19 shot attempts for 14 allowed uh, 10 to seven uh, actual shots. Did have the one goal. Very nice pass from Zettelin to Granlin. Um, expect 
expected goals for was one, so they earned their goal uh, to 0.44. 10-7 scoring chances, 4-3 high danger chances, um, and then kind of a mix of zone starts with them. Hoffman kind of... Bailey played nine twenty five eight to thirteen shot attempts six to seven actual shots um, 0.41 to 0.71 expected goals uh, three to six scoring chances and three to three high danger chances for them and this is Dina Carpenter LeBanc played eight thirty three uh, six to eleven chances or uh, shot attempts excuse me three to two actual shots uh, did give up a goal 0.12 to 0.3 for the expected goals for them uh, with one uh, sorry three to five scoring chances and they gave up a high danger chance uh, while mostly starting in the defensive zone so um, that's kind of the again I think a lot of that was kind of putting a little bit of lipstick on the pig uh, as um, trying to basically dominated this game and a lot of the time was was spent in San Jose's defensive zone. Um the defensemen themselves didn't have uh the greatest night either. Um Farrow Emerson continued to play pretty well together 25 to 25 even though Emerson I think had one of his worst nights uh just kind of indecisive with the puck. Um some turnover turnover led, like directly to some a, goal or like scoring chances but yeah emerson i don't think had a great night overall but um the, those line those defensive pairs uh so far at a 50 percent course c4 uh emerson at 56.1 uh course c4 thrun had a 45.24 course c4 uh ruda had a 40 percent course c4 ahochuk um 32.35 Addison, uh, 25.64 Corsi four. So, uh, rough night for the defensemen overall, um, as they were again, spent most of the time in their own zone. So, um, Mackenzie Blackwood though, um, I thought he played pretty well. I mean, again, they had like a thousand posts and stuff, but Blackwood kept San Jose in this game, especially in the first period. This could have easily been like a 3 nothing uh, score at the end of the first period. Um, so he had 29 saves on 33 shots against, uh, so four goals up. Expected goals against was 3.67, so kind of right there in that range for him. Um, 879 save percentage, six uh, high-danger saves on six high-danger shots, five mid-danger saves on eight mid-danger shots, and 17 to 11 for the low-danger saves. So, um, yeah just not pretty numbers from San Jose as they uh, got worked in this game. And again, a lot of when you're down by three goals or down by two goals in the third period, um, pushing back there. So kind of made things look a little bit better than they actually were, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't pretty and it'll be interesting to see how San Jose responds. Um, Cause you're playing this game team again, right? going to Toronto's kickstart a road trip here. Um, what did you learn from this game, or is there going to be some bad puck luck for you as a lot of those posts and stuff maybe start going in in this game? So um, be really int- I, th- I think San Jose comes out really strong in the first period, if that makes like and we see that type of performance and they tail off um, as Toronto. I think it'll be a lot closer to be honest. I think we'll get like a three to two type of, of, of game um, on Tuesday against when they play them again. Um, but I expect, expect San Jose to kind of come out strong and then fall off. I expect one of those type of games from San Jose again, because you either get come out strong and fall off or start flat having to play catch up. And I think that's, that's the type of performance you're going to get from San Jose on uh, Tuesday. So, um, 
we're going to talk about the Barracudas weekend as they got swept by the Ontario Rain, but uh, an entertaining third period on Saturday night. Uh, so we'll discuss that here in just one second. Although the NFL season is regular season is wrapping up, there's still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are many different ways to bet, like uh, live same game parlays. So if a guy starts to go off in the beginning of the first period or first quarter, and you think he's going to have a monster day, you can. Have fun rooting for that, right? You can find the best bets in the Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub to see what's the most popular parlays. So you can jump in on the action that way. Or if you think um, that they're all idiots, you can fade them and try to make create your own parlay based off that. So visit FanDuel.com slash on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, uh, and then the Barracuda this weekend, uh, getting swept by the Ontario Reign. Um, Friday's game was uh, not fun. The, the Cuda had no juice in that game as they lost 0-2. Uh, to two. Um, Just l- nothing going on in that game. Um, Gavanke, kind of the big news out of that game, Gavanke got hurt in the game. He stayed in it, but then he did not play on Saturday's game. So just kind of something to keep an eye on. It's Gavanke has been uh him and Mukabadola have both been kind of the best defenders for uh the Barracuda. So if Gavanke is hurt, how long of this type of injury is we'll we'll kind of keep an eye on it as um the Barracuda play Ontario on Tuesday. So a nice three uh and but this one will be in San Jose. Um Saturday's game looked very much like the beginning of Friday's game where on you know just Ontario was kind of putting the clamps on on San Jose and they could not get anything going. Um I think the Barracuda had like three shots in the first period. It felt very much like I was just watching a repeat of um what I was watching against Toronto. Uh but then the f- third period happened and the Barracuda were down going into the third period. Um they were down at one point it was 3 to 1, 4 to 1. Um anyway, Barracuda scored four goals to tie things up in the third period. Um, Scott Sabrin with two, Shakir Mukamadulan with a goal. Like uh, that's very exciting, but then ended up losing in overtime. Um, but kind of the same issues continue to plague the Barracuda of too many penalties going to the box, you know. Um, and that was especially the first two periods, right? It was just all Ontario power opportunities um and credit the barracuda did a good job their penalty kill has been improved um but again you just can't continue to do that but in the third period they started to like earn those other opportunities um and redeem shimmick had himself a very nice game he was a monster especially down the stretch um ethan frisch went to the box for like a minute and a half left in the the uh, third period after they had tied the game Deep Shimmick was a monster on the penalty kill, multiple blocks. Um, he was with Kavanke out. He was running the first unit power play where um, they ended up scoring um, to kind of get this thing kickstarted. But uh, Redeem Shimmick had himself a really, really nice game in the third period. And I, you know, I don't know if how that relationship is with him and the Sharks for an office, if it's beyond repair and they're just both kind of playing out the string here, but um, it'd be interesting to see if he gets a recall at some point this year um, or if 
he might be interested in getting traded, even if it's like just for an AHL type of deal for an AHL type of deal. Um, who knows, but it just, you know, it's good to see him playing well. Cause you know, he has been kind of a good soldier for San Jose and has done a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, having to play forward, you know, getting scratched a lot last year, like, Kind of has done what he's asked for the the good for the most part. It'll be interesting to see what his kind of future in the NHL slash AHL looks like after this season. But um, he had a really really nice game in this game. Shakir Mukmajulan continues to play really well. Um, what, it was interesting to watch him without Gavanke because he has played with Gavanke for basically the entire season. Um, he played with Ethan Frisch and you know was kind of asked to do a little bit more of running things offensively right ethan frisch isn't kind of an offensive defenseman um and didn't really kind of miss a beat there and you you continue to see mukuma dolan playing really really well um and again he's going to be playing nhl games at some point this year uh he's he's played very well especially the last kind of what 15 games now where he's scored basically he has a point in basically every game but three um and just continues to play well and not only in his own zone, but also I think defensively, um, he he does play does play well in his own zone. So um, yeah, it's it's looking good for for Mukumadolan. But um, the the thing with the Barracuda is like you keep having these kind of moral victories, but we're like at the halfway point of the season. These moral victories need to start turning into real victories, or you're probably going to miss the playoffs again. And especially, you know, I, th- I think seven out of 10 in the Pacific, it shouldn't be that hard to make the playoffs in the Pacific. Um, but right now the, the Barracuda are just struggling to f- kind of gain that consistency, right? They've only won two games in a row once this season. Um, and you got to start stringing some games in a row here to catch up. Um, so as of right now, they are, uh, they're ninth, uh, in the, they have, so they're two points behind Bakersfield and then, um, six points behind the condor uh or sorry the condor uh, the colorado eagles um so they got some work to do to catch up and bakersfield has multiple games in hand as they had their weekend series against the goals um postponed because of a water issue water breakage issue in san diego so um yeah the the barricade they're gonna have to start kind of figuring some stuff out here soon um, because yeah, it's they're running out of time to get, to get things going. So they, like I said, they play Ontario again um, on, on Tuesday. Um, and then it's, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's go time here. They, this team needs to start putting some, some, they need to start stringing some wins together or else it's going to be, they're just going to miss the playoffs again. Um, Cause yeah, they play Ontario then they have some games against Bakersfield, uh, which are going to be huge games. And they have to go to Charlotte um, or they're hosting Charlotte. Excuse me. Um, Colorado, yeah, they guess they got some big, a lot of games against Colorado and Bakersfield. So those are going to be massive games that they need to start putting together. So, um, but yeah, I think overall though, good to see a little bit of spark and fight um, at, at the end of the, the third period there. Um, Dillon's playing well, but I think a lot of the other guys are still kind of trying to figure things out right now. So um yeah, that's going to be it for me today. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, maybe start looking at some second half storylines, all that fun stuff. So uh, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Lockdown Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at MyFryHole. Until tomorrow, bye, friends.